On the streets of the Bronx, child actor Lilo Brancato became a teen superstar, acted in Robert De Niro's directorial debut, A Bronx Tale. His career was in high gear until he started messing it all up with drugs. One fateful night on December 10th, 2005, he threw it all away. This week on Death and Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <laughs> what do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. Hello, hello, hello. I was fascinated by your process. What I am too fascinated by our process. We got some technical difficulties oh over God. here. We're never going to figure any of this out. What are we doing here? Howard <laughs> Stern is in the house today. Yeah. Baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. Second big guest. Second what big is going on, everybody? My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairin. And I'm Alejandro Dowling. And this is the first ever uh, well, I mean, guess second ever live stream version of Death and Entertainment. So we're figuring things out on our it's side. It's not getting better, technically. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse, maybe. And it's not live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, we do not have COVID this time, which is a very important factor. Yes. That was a thing that uh, I don't know if many people realized last week was that we all had COVID. And that's why we were forced to uh, kind of live stream or stream behind the scenes. Uh, Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> Not live stream. Yeah. Kyle's, Kyle's losing his touch of reality. Right, let's take this over here. Well, how would they know we had COVID? We didn't say we had COVID. No, we uh, did, but we, we cut did, it. We did, but we cut it at yeah. the beginning. We wanted to do the uh, the movie magic. Yes. And uh, conceal our COVID <laughs> sickness. Unless somebody was like, oh, wow. Alejandro looks like shit. He must have COVID. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to blame it on COVID. I'm like, why is Mark so out of it mentally? It's brain fog from COVID. So yeah. give me a break. But the people were clamoring for uh, our beautiful faces on screen, and now they're getting it. So yeah. thank you, COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, you brought us out of the darkness. Well, actually, we're still in the darkness. We just have a couple more lights here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of the deados called us Midwest Tens. Oh, hell yeah, I'll take really? that. Really? Uh-huh. I'll yep. take a Midwest 10. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're always looking for other places we're going to be more appreciated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like Italy, Slovakia, Hong Kong. Yep. Yeah. We'll now take, the Midwest. We'll take anywhere else but Hollywood. <laughs> we're getting chewed up and spat out here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are now going full steam ahead on the live streams, and now we're going full steam ahead to... December 10th, 2005. Kyle, uh, would you like to start with the songs? Yes, we will do top three songs here. Uh, number three on the Billboard Top 100 charts, Black Eyed Peas again. God. They cannot go away. They ran the aughts. They did. <laughs> they were like the cockroaches of the aughts. <laughs> they really were, because there was no one else to like take the baton at that time. You know, everyone was dead. You know, rap rock was dead. Thank God yeah. Kyle's still pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so so the music industry, the last 
gasp of the music industry is like, who's going to take the baton <laughs> and make us some fucking money in this dying industry? Like, will I am? Let's go. Yeah, and he, he took it. And they were the most shameless lyrics-wise because they're like, oh, we're just going to have the dumbest lyrics and the simplest lyrics, and that'll make a song. They like, used the R word also in lyrics. They, they had no shame in that. Yeah. Well, my humps. Yeah. Th- this was it, the song. Yeah. This that's is all the, the number three song. That's all it is. Like, my humps, my humps, my humps. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, uh, not sure we're doing much better. Kanye West and Jamie Foxx, Gold Digger. That was a st- solid song. Take what are you talking about? It. Yeah. That was a good song. Black Eyed Peas had the R word. This one had the other yeah, word. Yeah, that, that one started with oh, an R. Really? This one ended in an R, if you know okay. what I mean. So we're not cleaning it up, but we're getting cleaner. <laughs> it's a little more corporatized, but you know we're still dealing with Kanye. This is Kanye like good days Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, this is before right. he went crazy. Before, like, white supremacist Nazi uh, lunches. Yeah, of. this is when he was saying, you know, George Bush didn't like black people. Yes, and yes now, that was true. Just when he was unhinged <laughs> on live television. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and spooking out Mike Myers, who was scared shitless. <laughs> That's one of the best pieces of media. I love, media. It. I love yeah. it, yeah. Uh, number one song at this time on the Billboard Top 100 charts, Chris Brown, Run It. Oh, Jesus. Before yeah. he was hitting know, it. <laughs> yeah, before he was beating up Rihanna. Yeah. That, that's what we're talking about. Well here. before. The elephant in the room here. Someone in the press recently said, oh, Chris Brown could have been the next Michael Jackson. No, I, there's no way. I know. People try to force out on Chris Brown. Now they're trying to force it on the weekend, saying that he's going to be the next Michael Jackson. I'm like, I don't know. He's oh, not yeah. even going to be okay. the next Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even going to... <laughs> Last another weekend, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Hello! Nice. Oh, God, here we go. Ooh. We are crushing really early on <laughs> this podcast. What? Like, he's had some big <laughs> hits, but what's really, you know, entered the zeitgeist? Yeah. There's, I mean, it, nothing like... lights, Yeah, right? nothing but like he, Michael Jackson He did has. the Super Bowl, but for la- again, for lack of anyone else. No one else wants to do any of this stuff. Is yeah. it called Blinding Lights? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know okay, the, the yeah. Super Bowl halftime show. You have to pay for it all yourself. You don't get artist. paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You take a bath on that. Usually, he, you think like the exposure. That's the biggest. That's what it is for yeah. the exposure bullshit. He paid ten million dollars out of pocket for that. Thing. I heard that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, geez, the Blair Witch Project looked better than that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good comparison. Um, Very, you know, <laughs> current reference. Speaking of movies, Alejandra, what's going on in the movie department at this time? Number three, December 10th, 2005, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Couldn't care less about this crap. Harry Potter. Yeah, no, I, I missed it. No, thank you. Was yeah. that Jack Hanna? Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is <laughs> he Australian? No. What? Jack Hanna. Jack Hanna. No, he no, was, he was American. American. Oh, he's yeah. Steve Irwin, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those dudes in the brown shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was the third Harry Potter, I want to say. It could be. I don't know. I, I the fourth? I, I never uh, kept track of the. It was one of the later knows? ones. This is not the one that the one that um, the Guillermo del Toro that people love. Um, Alfonso Albert, Cuaron. Is that El- did he, did oh, Cuaron he did do it. one? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. <laughs> del Toro. Definitely didn't do one. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think that, he did one. That's he, what. That's when he dies. They're gonna say Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> he opted to do Blade Two instead. <laughs> And Hellboy. Really? Guillermo, yeah. What? I, I think you're thinking of Quaron, though, the guy that did Gravity. It could be Quaron. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I saw the first two Potters in the theater. I was dragged, and that was it. Never yeah. saw another one. You were dragged for going. Yeah. You're dragged <laughs> online for going. Loser. <laughs> All right. I dragged my mom. Oh, okay. He went and dragged. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that a new yes. thing people are doing? Yeah. They're going Harry to Potter Harry Potter drag, drag show? Yeah. <laughs> so what if I did? <laughs> hey, none of my beeswax. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Number two, King Kong. Ain't got nothing on me. Peter Jackson. This is Peter Jackson, yeah. Another Jack re- Black. This is another yes. one he really wanted to remake. Peter yeah. Jackson loves doing remakes of movies. It was a little long. I don't remember. Naomi Watts was in it with him? I don't know. Yes. She and plays Adrian the blonde Brody. Damsel. Yeah. yeah, she plays the Fay Ray. Yeah. And it opens up with an Al Jolson song. Oh, boy. Shut up. It does. Sitting oh, on top of the world. Because it's the <laughs> 1920s. He wasn't canceled in 2005? Al Jolson has made it into some of the greatest movies ever. Yeah. There's that Toot Toot Tootsie and Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. I'm not endorsing Al Jolson, by the way. Not, no, nor is the podcast. <laughs> just, you're not endorsing Al Jolson. Just throwing out some fast facts. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, pretty, that's what you're good for. Yeah. But I saw King Kong in the theater. And boy, did my ass hurt afterwards. Nice. <laughs> no, because I was... You sitting on King Kong's lap? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was sitting for over three hours. So oh, you can't okay. Even... Oh, okay. Yeah. We got it now. I thought your uncle... Uh, <laughs> <went with> your... <laughs> <laughs> the old popcorn trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that works on the ass, but we're not going to explore that anymore. What is the number one movie at this time? We're dying to find boy, out. Boy, that took a weird turn. It did. Number one. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. I like the book. I like the earlier stuff. I read the book as a kid, so I don't. I never followed up with the movie. I didn't care. Never got into any of it. No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> not that Kyle's judging. No. Yeah. This is not something Nerd. that we, we'd assume. Kyle, but Kyle comes out of the blue with some random things. Like, I was at the movie theater the, the, the minute it came out, and I booed yeah. it. Oh, I yeah. saw The Princess Diaries at the Cameo movie theater in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Nice. Really? Yeah. But not this. Not this, no. Okay. Yeah, he's very selective with his weird movie choices. The book was fun, but you don't need to read all six or ten of them. No, I read the first one. Yeah. Then, you know, I'm in and out. And there was a PBS version that was pretty good. Or I think it was PBS. It was like a TV. Really? Product. You never saw that? No. Yeah, that was pretty good. No, I, uh, I, I think I just I stopped with the book when I was like eight years old. That was enough for me, and I didn't have to do it again. Yeah, maybe if it came out when I was a kid, the movie did. I would have, I would have done it, but I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Time will tell. <laughs> and you know what else will tell? What's that? Our story tonight. Hello, hello. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Our subject here, we're going to be talking about Lilo Brancato, which is a very Italian name, but he wasn't born Lilo Brancato. That's Italian for washed up child actor, right? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who led to a NYPD cop getting killed one time. Oh! That's what he did? Well... Give us, okay. let, let me, Spoiler let, alert. Let me ease the audience into it. Mark's hey. just jumping right yeah. in, right yeah. off the bat. Oh, well, right into it. Well, you're leading me. You're, you're leading the witness. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, uh, Lilo Brancato was born Saul Rodriguez in Bogota, Colombia in 1976. So his original name was Saul Rodriguez. So Kyle, I think you said that he didn't, that was not his original name. I think you're correct. Yes, the old Colombian born Italian. Uh, yeah, the old <laughs> Colombian switcheroo there. Yeah. Better call Lilo. Yeah. Uh, better call Lilo. Yeah, Lilo was a, a character in uh, Better Call Saul, right? Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. I don't think Lalo. so. Lalo. Lalo. Oh, Lalo, yeah. yeah. Okay. Lalo, Lalo Salamanca. I thought I made a huge connection there with Saul. Yeah, and <laughs> you almost you're, did. You're thinking of the Disney cartoon Lilo and Stitch. Yes. I could be, yes. Ooh. And they used to call Lindsay Lohan Lilo. They did, because she was in that movie. No, I think because of Lindsay and Lohan. Lohan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're making not connections now. <laughs> In fact, I'm driving us right yeah, off yeah. the road. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa left, I love us. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Too soon. Yay. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Let's move on here. Um, so Lila was adopted out of Colombia. He never met his real parents. He was adopted at four months old. Oh, wow. By a, a, uh, a Italian family. In New York City. So he never even got to see his or meet his parents. Wow. Yeah, he just, I think they just adopted him from like an orphanage or something and he just made his way up to New York. Oh, wow. And his parents were like really nice um, Italian immigrants who just lived in New York and just could not conceive kids. Damn. Yeah. Kind of cold blooded. Um, <laughs> cold blooded? Wow. Just that never meeting your parents and well, stuff. Well, th- that's fine, though. I mean, I respect that. Those are his parents in New York. No, that's true. But he talked about never actually following up or checking to see who his real parents were because his parents were so nice and supportive that he just didn't want them to even catch wind that he was looking for his real parents. I totally get that. Because yeah. what's the difference anyway? Yeah. Those are his parents. You know, and some people are curious, fine, but I don't know how I would feel personally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he grew up uh, around New York, um, and like as he was getting older, like he never even thought of becoming an actor. It never even dawned on him. But until uh, word got around that Robert De Niro was was casting for his directorial debut, uh, which is going to be based on a play by Chaz Palminteri called A Bronx Tale. So he's like a kid, like uh, 13, 14 years old, and they're like, they did like some guerrilla campaign to like find the right kids and and all oh, the wow. casting for this movie. Like it's like I think at the time they already have like their bulk of like Scorsese movie people that are around town that you see in like Sopranos and like, you know, Goodfellas yeah. and all that stuff. They have like a, you know, their their, you know, box of people that they always the use. The go-to New York mob guys. Yes. Like Tony Sirico. Tony Sirico, yeah, Paulie Walnuts yeah. from uh, Sopranos. So <laughs> so obviously they need some new blood. They can't have Tony Sirico play a 15-year-old kid in a Bronx. <laughs> they should have. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I bet that was very exciting that 
wildfire spreading of Robert De Niro's casting. Yeah. Call. You know, it's like, who wouldn't want to be in Robert De Niro's movie and he's filming right in the neighborhood? Yeah. yeah neighborhood kid done right who's, who's now uh, trying to cast for his directorial debut. Yeah. And like, they know like how much that means. Like, and like he's not the only kid clearly who's going for this role. It's yeah. not like a handful of kids. It's like the entire fucking city, right? Is going f- for this, and he's like, I think he saw it a couple times. Kind of a lazier kid. He sees like the casting notices and stuff, and then he's on the beach at Jones Beach in New York, and there's literally some casting agent right there that's like handing out flyers oh, looking wow. for kids. Yeah. Uh, on on the surface, that sounds kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> We've talked about it looking, on the podcast. Looking, looking for kids, yeah, yeah, on, on the beaches of New York City. Kind of weird. Just the kid I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking for that kid. <laughs> hey, kid in the water. Get out of the water. Come here. You want to be in the movies? <laughs> I like the way you swim. <laughs> you ever heard of Chaz Palminteri? No. Yeah. Who cares? I like Get that backstroke. <laughs> I like that front stroke better, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little background though about the play it was in the late 80s around 1988 yeah on broadway yes bronx tale written by Chaz palmentary autobiographical yep and it was so popular that there was a bidding war to buy the film rights for like the studios yeah and yeah. he turned it down he turned a bunch of offers down Chaz palmentary because he wanted to write the screenplay yeah. And star in it as Sonny. And they didn't want him because he wasn't known at all at that time. Yeah, I, I don't even remember him being in anything until he, this. He really wasn't in anything significant until yeah. this. And then Robert De Niro is the one who said, let's go 50-50 on it, and you can star in it. I'll play the dad. Yeah, And they shook on it, and that's the story of how that Got he probably trusted way. him too. He probably wow. had like scumbags like Weinstein, like, hey, asshole, you know, give me your movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And if he had listened to them and just took the first offer, yeah. would have been a different actor. It wouldn't have been as good. He would have been fucked. Yeah. Then also, he knew he had something big because when you have those, you know, Broadway openings and stuff, you get like the biggest fucking Hollywood people in the world coming down. Probably that asshole Scott Rudin came down. You probably got yeah. people like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Weinstein came down and brought out a plant. Yeah, he's like... I'll buy you an Italian restaurant. (laughs) Put it in your deal. I'll buy you an Italian, kid. (laughs) Yeah, I'll buy you an Italian. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, So I guess when the casting director, when he rolls up to Jones Beach, sees um, Lilo, he's like, you look like uh, Robert De Niro. He actually looked like him as a young kid. Oh, it's insane. It's uncanny, but like... He's a lot shorter, obviously. He doesn't get taller than five six in his entire adult life. So he's like a shorter version of Robert De Niro. You know who else looks like Robert De Niro? Who? You. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> oh gotta, no, we got the get, video. You got the video. You're gonna yeah. do it. Let me do it. It's pretty good, huh? That's fucking amazing. Hey, Robert come De Niro. on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm like a. I'm like a uh, oh, come on. Come on. I'm like a hack uh, Catskills comedian. <laughs> Can you? Uh, that's so good. Can you say you fuck my wife? You fuck my wife. God, <laughs> <laughs> fuck my wife. <laughs> I'm a Robert De Niro impersonator. Yeah, though. that's it. Yeah. You're welcome. In a Bronx tale, though, at that age, Lilo, as you put it, uncanny. It looks like 
It looks like if you use that de-aging technology and it actually worked. Yeah. It, it almost looks like Robert De Niro at that age. Yeah. And it doesn't look crazy. And Robert De Niro's not on stilts or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's not walking like a hundred year old man. Like we could talk about the Irishman, obviously, yeah. <laughs> which works for me overall, but there's a lot of quirks in there that is are so weird. But I'm anyway. young because I'm wearing a milkman's hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me <laughs> I'm twenty five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Even though my back hurts. <laughs> I have young kids. I'm no more newlywed. <laughs> How about that? How about, what do you think about that? <laughs> Can you milk me, uh, Ted? <laughs> it took me an hour to realize that he was supposed to be 30 years old suddenly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was crazy. confused. In, in Pesci also. He's like <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And Al Pacino. And Pacino. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm a 40-year-old. He's, hey, like he's like a monster. He's like the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect we are going on some crazy tirade for <laughs> the Irishman and the de-aging. What it comes down to is Lilo was great casting. Great casting. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had it. Um, but he, it took him a while. Like he didn't know he was going to be a good actor until he showed up and started like auditioning and stuff. And then he's like, "I kind of, I it, it shows you maybe how easy it is, or he just, I think he just had a natural ability. That's that's what my take is. Mm. Uh, but when they had him in there, they're like, he didn't. He thought he had the part, but then he goes there and he's like, and they're like, all right, well, come down to uh, um, where De Niro's like big production company is. What do you call it? Um, Tribeca, Tribeca yeah, 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 big Tribeca. There's like a thousand kids in there that are all collegials, which is the the, the character name um, of the kid, yeah, yeah, the kid, which is na- which is actually Chaz Palminteri's real name is collegial. That's oh. right, yeah. So he's like, I'm not even close to getting this right now. There's like so many kids that are you know probably gonna edge me out. These are real like theater kids in there and like legitimate actors. Yeah, it, it's like when you go in a casting audition in like Hollywood, you're like, there's no way I'm getting this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are people that went to Juilliard here. Yeah, a bunch of people that are better looking than you, but also kind of look the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've been going to Stella, Seta Adler for like 10 years already since they were five yeah. somehow. <laughs> Lilo's against a bunch of these professional kids, and yeah. they're like, you'll be swell. <laughs> yeah. And then Lilo walks in like, are these the lines I got to read? Yeah. And then, and then De Niro was probably like, that's him. Yeah. They yeah. All, the real one. They all walk in. They're like newsies. We're gonna audition today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, it he, they whittled him down, and finally, uh, at one moment, he said, "De Niro just goes." So uh, it it took him like ten <laughs> minutes. He's like, "So uh, we're gonna." You did good. The thing you did was good. It was good. Um, you got the part. Wow! And after like forever. <laughs> Him oh, like, he really made yeah, him... Yeah, he milked him out, milked wow. it out for a bit, yeah. Was that like a power move? I think that's just how he is. I think he's just very timid and... Not timid, but like understated and just doesn't scream like, you got the part, buddy. Yeah. Right. You know, he's Make not going to... sweat like, a little bit. He makes him sweat a little bit. Like uh, Lauren Michaels, I heard, does that. Yeah. So we're going to bring you in and uh, we think... Uh, yeah, we don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to hire you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to meet you. Oh, thanks, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making me fly to New York City for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess in the audition, he did, you know, 
smartly, obviously. He did Goodfellas. He did Taxi Driver. He did all the De Niro hits uh, in his audition. So that is re- something I read that apparently in his childhood that was his big shtick, Lilo. He would do the De Niro impressions. Oh, he really? does have that. Like, yeah. He does it even better than me. Like he he like nails it, and I think that's why. I think he just wait better than you. I know. Damn. Surprisingly, I'm glad you picked up on that. that <laughs> I, I snuck that <laughs> well, in. Well, you said it so casually. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um. So yeah. So he gets the role. He gets you know the basically the lead role. Never acted before in a Bronx Tale in a Robert De Niro production. Who's gonna be playing his dad? It's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are already coming up to him and being like, hey, just so you know, your life is totally going to change from this forever. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, sure it is. Um, so They're like two words, Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah, I know. He kind of came in way. never worked with him ever again. Um, <laughs> All right. Or Pete. anyone, really. Yeah. Well, actually, a lot. He did a lot of movies, just not, yeah. not the same caliber. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he was actually on, rest in peace, by the way, but he was on Instagram complaining that he was not in The Irishman. He was complaining about it? Yeah. He's like, it's too bad Marty couldn't put me in this movie. Marty. Yeah, he called him Marty. That's what he, they call him. They all that, call him Marty. Yeah. Him, yeah. Kyle Dunnigan has the best impression of him. Oh. On the internet, Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. I'm fucking quitting smoking by fucking eating chantix. <laughs> <laughs> and he's smoking while he's saying it. He's like, fucking do it with the CGI. Get it out of my hands. <laughs> um, so, yeah, during this time, he, he the movie comes out. It's a fucking smash hit. It's like, it's, it's an HB, it's a weird release. We talked about this before. Yeah. It's an HBO production. Which is kind of how they do movies now. It was a small release, but it was like, I think like I saw a small theatrical, small release. Th- theatrical release, but it it aired mostly on HBO. Mm. That's where most people saw it. That I know. I remember as a kid the marketing on HBO. Yeah, um, but yeah, he becomes a like basically an overnight star. He's like he's living in Manhattan or New York right now. And, like, everyone knows who he is from this movie. Yeah. Like, overnight, his life has changed. And uh, let's talk about the movie for a second. Yeah. It's an excellent movie if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. There. It's yeah. really good. Like, the basic gist of it is, you know, like, 1960 Bronx, very Italian neighborhood, kind of a kid growing up there, and he witnesses, a, a, a like, a gangland-style murder. And he doesn't rat on the mafioso, who's played by Chaz Palminteri. Sonny. Sonny. Yeah. And he doesn't, uh, doesn't rat on him. And he develops like a lifelong relationship, friendship with uh, this mob guy. Oh, wow. And they're like buddies f- moving on. And the problem is his dad, who's played by De Niro, hates the mobster. Uh. He hates the mob life, hates all of them. But like he's a bus driver. He's a bus. He's dri- a working class guy. Yeah. So he, in his his way, is that you pay for things, you earn it, you pay for it. You there's don't no take, easy way through life. Yeah, that you don't yeah. take the shortcut. You don't accept the you know bribes, that kind of thing. And he's got these two people on his shoulder, basically the mafia guys saying, "Hey," but, but the mafia guy is also telling them to to you know, you know, go on the straight and narrow. Don't do what I do. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Treats him like a son. Yeah, he like, treats him like a son. Smart he's like, for this. Don't do this, but it's hard because 
he's making so much money with the mob and like hanging around with them. And it's like intriguing. He's like, it's more like, you know, don't do as I say, not as I do situation. He's like, fuck this. He, and he kind of starts veering towards that gangster life. Uh, and he starts fucking up his life, even though he's got, you know, his dad and, you know, Sonny, the mob guy, telling him not to do this shit. But I think it's actually his hooligan friends that are the problem. They're also the problem. And yeah. Sonny warns him like, to stay away from them. Yeah, he goes, they're warns him to, yeah. Yeah, to get the hell away from them. Yeah, stay away from... One of them's name is Crazy Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot... Yeah, a lot of wisdom implanted. Yeah, a lot um, of wisdom. A lot of weird characters are involved. Like, you know, it was like Joey the Tomato and, you know, yeah. <laughs> Hot Socks Ronnie and stuff. It's like... Tommy the Whisperer. Yeah, and there's a, yeah, and there's a lot of, like, voiceover where it's, like, the most obvious mob thing. Like, yeah. You know... Johnny, you know, shit sack would always shit in the sack. And the, <laughs> he was always doing that. And that's just, it's like very one-man show New York. Thing, that's just know. how it was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my story. Yeah. It to it. Yeah. You see that big guy over there? That's yeah. Joey the Neck. Yeah. <laughs> His neck took up two zip codes. <laughs> Tony, him and Tony the Screwdriver went over the Tappan Zee Driv- Driv- Bridge. Bridge, I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, and in the best possible way, it's Goodfellas light, but very yeah. entertaining. And yes. I only say that because it, it's not as hard hitting as Goodfellas. No, it's not as harsh in some. Places. And it's more of a fairy tale. Yeah, and it's almost like the first part of Goodfellas because we don't see him past age seventeen. No, the I kid. don't. Yeah, no, we don't. So yeah. it's a he's still in high school. Yeah. Exactly, it's a smaller time frame. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, go see this movie though, because the writing alone is so sharp. Yeah, perfect. Like there's so many. There's good... no. There's no fat there. It's all very. Uh, yeah, tried very and true. But it's it's like two hours long still. But like, not you don't even notice it. It goes by very quickly. And so many nice small moments of dialogue, like when the kid lies to his dad De Niro about going to the bar. Yeah. De Niro's like, how come you lied to me? And then the kid's like, eh, thought I'd give it a shot. Yeah, I took a <laughs> shot. Yeah, I took a shot. Yeah, and the mom's like, what, 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 what's going on with this kid? And De Niro's like, hey, he took a shot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so yeah. obviously Lilo... Brancato shines in that role. He shines, knocked it yeah. out of the park. And he gets like more roles from it. Like uh, Penny Marshall reached out to him for Renaissance Man, mm. uh, the movie with, I think, Mark Wahlberg and Danny DeVito were in it. Yes. Um, you know, an okay movie, but like, yeah. I think she reached out to uh, Chaz Palminteri. Is like, is this, you know, is this a good guy to cast in this? And I think at that time, I think Chaz Palminteri knew he was kind of fucking up already. So, <laughs> oh, he was that early. A little bit, yeah. Okay. In his later teens, he starts like dabbling with weed, you know, drinking heavily, and then that kind of like rolls into like cocaine use and shit. Yeah. And how was he on the Bronx Tale set? I think he was good. I think he had like so many mentors there, like that he, you know, he was well looked after there. He had De Niro on one side and Chaz Palminteri. Yeah. He just, you know, I think he had no choice, but they were probably going to kick his ass if he fucked that up. <laughs> so art imitating life, life imitating art in some ways. Yeah, I, I think that the relationship, and I think that's just how he acted. 
I think that's what made sense to him. Like what was going on in the story is kind of what was going on behind the scenes. He always saw these guys as like fathers in his life, mm. uh, Chaz Palminteri and De Niro. Um, and the music, of course, in the movie. The music is insane. Like every five minutes, there's like a top 10 hit from that time, which you would never be able to do today. No. Like even night- between shots. Like yeah. in, in suddenly in the drugstore, there's yeah. James Brown is playing, but in the car it was Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, paler shade of night or Whiter something? Whiter shade of pale. Whiter shade of pale. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, and then doo-wop is used as yeah. framing devices. It's kind of like a, an a anthem for the movie. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how much it was to make and like what the payoff of it that It looks great. That's what I kept thinking when I rewatched it. What, yeah. Bronxdale? Yeah, it's a gorgeous movie. The cinematography is amazing. Yeah, the, the city that they ha- – clearly that's a real New York street that they – it was a period piece. Like yeah. they, they made it looks like 1960. Budget 10 million, box office 17.3. Oh wow. Half of it must have been for the cars. <laughs> yeah, the because cars. There are just unbelievable shots like when De Niro's driving his bus. Yeah. And you're just looking across the street, everything outside it's the period. Yeah. All the cars, the store And like way down the street yeah. too. Oh, yeah, it's a long yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great set design, great soundtrack, great everything. Like I think I'm surprised it was only ten million to make. Mm-hmm. It, it there's I more, know. way more on screen. You would you would be paying, especially shooting in New York. Ten million ninety three though, yeah, goes a little bit further than what it would today for I sure. Suppose. Yeah, because Jurassic Park cost eleven mil. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that extra million went. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah Spielberg's pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> De-, De Niro. It's kind of odd that he didn't direct many movies. I think. I think it had to be a perfect scenario for him. Like he couldn't go out on a limb and do something that was out of his wheelhouse. Like, didn't he do the Good Shepherd in like two thousand? That's his only other directorial. Yeah, which effort. is like a weird movie to be his only other thing. The Good Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. Baldwin was in that. Yeah, well, Baldwin will come up in a little bit. Will he? Oh, oh yes. boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move along. Um, he says in retrospect now that he took for granted this moment in his life because he really kind of fucked it up. Like he had everything. Like he could have been, uh, he could have been in any movie at this time. Um, he got some roles here and there. Like I was saying, Renaissance Man. Um, Which didn't exactly set the world on fire. No, he got this TV series called Falcone, which is a CBS TV show about like, it was kind of like um, Donnie Brasco, if if that was a TV series. Okay. Um, And he blamed it on the failure of that on the Columbine shooting. Oh, boy. Which is a bold, he says that today, he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Today he's saying that? Yeah, he's like, it failed because of the Columbine shooting, not even during that time. Why? Wow. Um, What's I, the rev- relevance? Well, he because that that shooting was around at the the time that this was airing. So yeah. he's like, oh, if, if there's too much violence, people didn't want to see violence on TV after oh, okay. that. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh-huh. it was a bad premise anyway. It was right. like undercover cover mafia, but on a network TV show. The Wire was still on. At that point, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite yet, but no, not yet. But like Paz. Oz, Oz was, was on, Oz, yeah. but Oz was on HBO. They're trying to put all this stuff on CBS oh, on network. Okay. That's like, the what? real problem. Hey, yeah, you exactly. stupid mother scratcher! 
Yeah, you can't put something Are that you a violent. Rat? Yeah, it wasn't violent enough because of CBS. Yeah, yeah you exactly. can't like, you know, stab some guy's heart out <laughs> on fucking CBS prime time. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. I uh, like that though, blaming a pop cultural event on the show being a failure. He's, yeah. he's, he's great at blaming everyone else for his problems, by the way. But, oh boy. but he does accept some of his uh, own culpability for some of the things he did. But yeah, he, he's using a lot of cocaine at this time. My uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's basically like that. Uh, yeah, maybe it was to get ready for the role of Falcone or whatever. Yeah. But uh, and did he do a bunch of big auditions? He actually fucked one big one up. Oof. He got an audition with Steven Spielberg in New York. When Spielberg came to New York to audition New York actors for Saving Private Ryan. Oh, oh man. And you know what happened that the the morning that he was supposed to audition? Slept through his alarm. He called his manager and says, uh, yeah, I've been doing coke all night. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. Could you, uh, could you tell him to get me on the next time around? <laughs> tell Steven Spielberg... <laughs> I'll get him on the next time around. Tell Spielberg I'll catch him next time. I'll catch yeah. him next time. The, the wow. Next, the next war that he does. <laughs> That's ballsy. Yeah, the World, World War, War III. Three. World War Three movie. Yeah. yeah, I'll get him on that one. <laughs> or like the Munich one. Or Bridge of Spies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I'll be in the terminal, you know, just not this one. <laughs> but he, he, he was going for the Vin Diesel role, and he fucking just fucked it all up. That is he just slept. He's unbelievable. Like, I'm not going to make it, Mr. Spielberg. Imagine wow. that. Um, but yeah, he's saying at this time he's starting to feel like cocaine psychosis. Um, <sighs> there was one day he was doing like an entire drug and booze binge an entire day. And he fucking loses his mind. And he's in a car with his friends. And he thinks his friends are trying to kill him. So he jumps out of the car going 60 miles per hour. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, he goes to the ER. Oof. I'm surprised he survived that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he went to the ER. <laughs> he just jumps out of the car. Yeah, he could have gone to the morgue. I know. <laughs> yeah, he could have been dead. Wow. <laughs> so it, his life really is speaking of Goodfellas, like the last act of Goodfellas. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> With the helicopters <laughs> yeah. and the pasta <laughs> sauce. His entire life at towards this chapter turns into like a Zafty Brothers movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Uncut good times. Time, yeah, Uncut Gems or, <laughs> or uh, what is the other one? Good Times? Yeah, something like that. Like Uncut just, Goon. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> I was researching this. Like, I'm so uncomfortable with everything that this guy does. Uh, Kyle, I have a clip here if we could uh, throw this on. Yes. Enemy of the State was 98. By that time, were you heavy into it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you started doing heroin at one point also. Yeah, well, the heroin, <clears throat> it started okay. with narcotic pain medication, the pills, because my cocaine addiction had spiraled out of control. I started experiencing, you know, the cocaine psychosis, where you become very paranoid and God. you think people are out to get you and all kinds of people are in the walls. You have to do so much to walls, get to that like point. Really insane stuff. He and says there's people like, and oh, raccoons like in the walls. <laughs> I was so high on coke that my mind started playing tricks on me. Get a I was thinking that the kids in the car wanted to kill me. He's either getting the really good stuff or the life. really bad stuff. So <laughs> I got so scared that we were doing about six line. An hour. <laughs> I just opened the door, the back door. I was in the back seat and I just jumped out. Scar right here. Ooh. That's it? And, that. and that's 
when I was introduced to the narcotic pain medication given to me by the hospital. Uh. You know, they're giving things. My head was really bad. And I have a very addictive personality by nature. Okay. So I was taking one and the one was like, it helped in the beginning, but then it just, I mean, I guess you, you build up a tolerance. <laughs> so I was making pasta with heroin. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. You need a marinara with pe- uh, Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy, yeah, at some point he, he goes on to talk about he's taking 40 Percocets a day. Oof. And then he starts snorting heroin and stuff. Um, so 40 a day. 40 a day. That's like Matthew Perry. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is a good that, day. that level. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. He took like fifty pills a day at his height. Yeah, and, I mean, how do you do that without just dropping dead? At some point, he's um, he's doing like uh, two thousand dollars worth of drugs a day. A day. A day. How long can he sustain that? I'm talking about the money here. Well, yeah. he had money saved up, and I think like he had like he had some cash. The Renaissance man residual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Penny Marsh was like, those. did you get your check in the mail? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Laverne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he was using a lot, a lot of drugs. He he, I don't know how he, he does it. So he went from coke to pain pills. Pain pills, whatever yeah. Whatever he could get his hands on. Whatever, pretty much at, that, that's what it came, do, came down to at the end. Whatever he could get his hands on, and this is what year around? We're around ninety nine now, uh, okay. two thousand, because uh, he gets the Sopranos. Actually, um, he's like a like a small time like hood or wise guy in Sopranos. He's not like a major role. His role doesn't stick around too long. But it's a multiple episode arc. It is, yeah. Um, Which he, would have been cool for a, an you know a young actor. Yeah. But the, you know, but like you said, he's already he started out at the height. He should have been doing. He should have had the Christopher Maltasante role, right? Like if 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 by the trajectory he was on, mm-hmm. he should have had something bigger. Mm-hmm. Like he should be doing bigger and better things. But like I think this held him back, and I think he already had a bad reputation. He should have been doing Fast and the Furious by now. He should have. Yeah, he took, took it that Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he could be Paul Walker too, maybe. Rest oh, in peace. Could you play, Kyle, I have one more clip um, where it says from top. He actually was in Sopranos, but he while playing in Sopranos, he was on heroin, and he admits to it now. So this scene we're going to see right now from, from Sopranos, he was actually uh, using at the time. And on the mix. <laughs> you ought to score some That's him on the couch. Kick the fucking bass up on this TV. <laughs> What the fuck? What's that? Mm-hmm. Sopranos would always use these horrible songs. Yeah, this song <laughs> makes you feel like you're on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like video game rap music. Yeah. <laughs> that TV. <laughs> fuck, it's that fucking Zip Fury on somebody. The fuck, let him in before he kicks the door down. <laughs> intense scene. Yeah, I know. Everything with Furio is intense. <laughs> Furio, right? 
We are he, he's already money. hitting his nose a little bit, like money. naturally. The boss money. Oh, the money. Okay, yeah, sure, Fratello Mio. Sure. Get uh, Tom's money right here. Boss money. <laughs> you want the boss money? Killing a bella television. HD TV. Combat. That looks like trash yeah. now. Non lo so. Mi piace la plasma meglio. That was state of the art, then. Soda? Just the money. Yeah, they got the JBC boxes in the back. <laughs> So wow. yeah, he's using drugs. He's he, and I guess James Gandolfini actually approached him and just says, "You know, you're fucking this up for a lot of people here." Wow, and that's crazy for. Gandolfini. So the people on the set knew. Yeah, the people on the set on. knew. Yeah. Oof. And I think they had to like shoot around it because he was like, you know, he was probably in his trailer or whatever, you know, taking forever, and they're Jeez. like, "This guy." It's like Robert Downey Jr. level of like fucked up. Yeah. And they had to like wake him up, and like it probably took a lot of takes because he was like fucking it up and stuff. Yeah, you don't and see it there because that's the final product. David Chase is like, I'm not going to have a bad shot here. But isn't that character on drugs? No, he's not actually. He's not supposed to be on he's drugs. He's not. No, oh. no. There are Christopher gets hard on drugs, and there's other characters, but he is actually his character is like an up and coming uh, mafia guy that really wants to shine. So he actually ends up shooting Christopher Moltisante and Tony actually kills him in, in a couple episodes. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, well, you want to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the final episode? <laughs> well, you asked me, asshole. <laughs> What's your theory on the black screen? <laughs> anyway, I don't want to give anything else away. But yeah, well, let's go on the wire. We let's love black screens. Away. We love white screens. They're all great screens. <laughs> great on both sides. Uh, Robert De Niro as, as Trump. <laughs> They're all great screens. <laughs> do, do him insulting Trump. Remember when he's like, I just want to punch that guy in the face. I want to punch this guy in the face, you know? <laughs> okay? I want to punch him. <laughs> I just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> and what is Chaz and Robert... Or Mr. De Niro, if you will. What are they saying at this time about their boy? Um, they're like they disowned him. They kind of disowned okay. him. Yeah. They're like, you know, you he would when he's like in the middle of his drug binges, he'd be out in like, you know, scores in Manhattan or like you know, other like Spark Steakhouse. He, scores. That was the big. That was the big club. spot. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> trying NYC. to hit that up. Yeah, nineties. And he's going to like the haunts. He's going to like other parties and stuff. And he's running into Chaz Palminteri, and he's being like a total dick to him. He is. Wow. Yeah, he'd be like, "Hey, fuck you!" You know, you know, the guy you, who gave him his first fucking exactly. big role. Yeah, wow. and he's being like a dick. That's crazy. Unbelievable. And like that would like come back to bite him and stuff later because Chaz Palminteri did say like. Yeah, you know, he did publicly say this kid fucked it all up. He was given everything and he fucked everything up. Wow. He's like, Chaz, I saw you and Bobby and analyze this. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you hire this? Yeah, analyze this, my 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 brajol right here. <laughs> and they're like, who the fuck is, is that the kid that played your son? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a gash his, on the back of his head he's that's out just with spurting his blood. Family getting like spaghetti or something. <laughs> did he just roll out of that car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going 60 miles per hour. He just rolled right into an Italian <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kick you in your cannolis. Hey. 
His so, name. We were talking earlier about how broncado sounds like an appetizer. Yeah. yeah. Let me get the veal broncado. <laughs> 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 so some uh, waiter comes over with a huge salt shake. Or like, Monsieur, would you like uh, some pepper on your veal broncado? <laughs> um, so he gets his first arrest. I think in like 2001, 2002, mm. he gets arrested with four bags of heroin in Yonkers. Yeah. Classic tale. Classic tale. Well, he was actually busted at like a, it was like a, like a drug bus, basically. Like, you know, like the wire when they would like see people buying drugs yeah. and they just pull them over. He yep. was basically like a user. They're like, but they're not going to go anywhere. It was like a... You know, hand-to-hand bust. Ugh. It was kind of going nowhere, but yeah. he pled out. He got away with it, basically. He didn't really uh, do do any time. He didn't have to go to rehab or anything. He just back out. That's it. Doing wow. drugs again, fucked up again. Just pay a fine or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, by this time, he's down to like 130 pounds. He's smoking crack. Um, he's doing 20 bags of heroin a day. And this is after the pills. This is after the pills. So he's already gone through oh, one he's done phase with pills. of hard yeah, drugs, yeah. then the pills, then the pills. Now he's on the yeah. crack. Yeah, he must have been smoking a lot of crack because I see he did the Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, uh, that'll ease the pain of that release of that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess he, at some point he's caught in a Atlantic City crack house. And he, oh. get, he gets attacked with a hammer by a uh, by a crackhead, and so he get, cut another dent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the other side of the head. It's like you even me out here. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, uh, yeah, he escaped within an inch of his life. At this point, would you be like, okay, maybe this is a rock bottom point? I mean, Atlantic City. If you enter the city, it's rock bottom. Yeah. Just by stepping foot in. <laughs> and again, this is after Pluto Nash. You would think that was the rock bottom. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah. yeah. Now he's like <laughs> yeah. in a crack den. He wishes he was back at Pluto Nash. <laughs> yeah. He wishes he was at the premiere screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Having to watch this with all his family and friends. Getting hit in the head with a hammer by a crackhead. Yeah. In a house in Atlantic City. I know. And that's not his rock bottom. That's yet. not rock bottom. It's coming soon, though. Okay. Well, he. He has this friend called Stephen Amato. Armato. Sorry, Stephen Armato. That sounds familiar. Oh, Stevie Amato. That, uh, is it just a nobody? Just a nobody. Uh. This guy was actually the father of his ex-girlfriend. He's uh. a, this is a weird story. He started getting fucked up on drugs. Tough. Right? His girlfriend, who was like going for her, like um, she was going to become a doctor. Oh, God. It was like, okay, uh, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Yeah. He befriends the dad, who's a junkie, Oof. and they become friends. And uh, he thought that was going to smooth it over with the girl. Like, hey, how about if I just start doing drugs with your dad yeah. instead? And She's like, how about no? No, <laughs> yeah. You could prescribe us both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could have been what they saw down yeah, the line. That could have been the score. Yeah, of Speaking course. Of scores. Yeah. Um, they probably, yeah, they went to scores together, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, okay, I'm going to get this drug addict out of my life. But, oh, no, he's not gone. He's hanging out with my dad now. So After they break up. After they break up. That would be so irritating. Yeah. You break up with someone and then they're hanging out with your dad. That's so weird. Yeah. yeah. But then not like, you know, going fishing or golfing or doing yeah. like yeah, normal guy things. They're running around the streets of like the Bronx looking for 
pills. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's crazy. This uh, is really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one night after a whole day of doing drugs and getting fucked up, Lilo's back home. And on his Nextel cell phone, remember those? He oh, get, God, the he, most annoying cell phones of all time. Yes, he gets a chirp from Stephen Armado, uh, the dad of his former girlfriend. And he's like, hey, uh, want to go hang out? And uh, Lilo's like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all tired. I got all my drugs for that night. I'm fine. But I said, why not? <laughs> I'll yeah. go come hang out. So he goes to hang out with them. And they get like... A bunch of crack, they get a bunch of uh, heroin, and they just do it all very Oof. quickly. And, you know, they're looking for more right off the bat. They need more. After doing all that. After bunch. doing all that. So they go to a strip club. They're that's just getting primed up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just getting... I that was an appetizer. Yeah, yeah, right. When, you know, you do the heroin, and then you end with crack. Yeah. You'd think that's a night. But they said the crack would... um would dissipate the high from the heroin. Yeah. So then why do the crack? This is junky this logic. Drugs? You think there's any logic to any of this? Why spend $3,000 a day on fucking drugs and shit? Yeah. You know, it doesn't this make is why sense. I'm a drug counselor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just finding this out here. Wasn't that heroin good enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're just like mad because they didn't do the drugs right. Yeah. Well, you're not a counselor to get them to stop. No, he's no. he's trying to even their highs out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm you just put the a... crack down, do a little more heroin, <laughs> yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. I'm just amazed. You gotta equalize like... your drug use a little bit. <laughs> Heroin's already a strong enough drug. That's insane to go looking for other drugs after heroin. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So Lilo decides, um, let's go to my friend's strip club in the Bronx. That's a natural progression of the night, I guess. (laughs) So they hang out there for a while making phone calls where they can find drugs or score shit. Probably a classy joint. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I'm sure the food's great. <laughs> they, the broncado is amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. You gotta try. You gotta try the pork broncado. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the strip club. It's to die for. Yeah. yeah. So after you find the, a hair in it. Yeah. After they give up on everything, they decide that they're gonna. He's gonna call his old friend, who uh, who lives down the street. This guy, Kenny Scavati. Oh, fucking Scavati. Scavati, dude. Let's move on to Scavati's house. <laughs> Though this guy Scavati was crazy. He was like a Vietnam veteran. Oh. He had like every prescription you could ever imagine. You know what? You sound like the Bronx Tale narrator now. Oh, really? This guy <laughs> Kenny, what's his name? Scavati. Kenny Scavati. This guy Kenny Scavati. He did every drug known to man. Yeah. He was this crazy <laughs> Vietnam vet. Would I do it again? You betcha. <laughs> did I regret it? Sure I did. Because that was life. That was life. And we were living it. It was our Bronx tale, 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 tale. Uh, so, yeah, Kenny Scavati, he was a Vietnam veteran. He had every prescription you could ever imagine. Um, so they're like, okay, naturally, in order to finish this night that th- we've had, why not go over to Scavati's? Because he has, like, an open-door policy. He's always like, come by whenever you want to. Yeah. He was a big fan of a Bronx tale. He'd always say, you know, stop by. My my door is always open. Or in this case, his garage was always open. Because <laughs> it's like a townhouse with the garage right here. And, like, you know, the it builds up to, like, the living room and then the bedrooms. Yeah. So it's like townhouses that are attached to each other. So there's, like, two each that are all attached in this, like, row houses in, yeah. in the Bronx. 
And it's kind of a man cave in the garage. Yeah, I think he's got like one of those things. He's got like a lazy boy down there and stuff. A little pill mill. A little pill mill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the cool people can come there. I guess yeah. people that are in a Bronx tale and that are now drug addicts, unfortunately. And one of those plasma TVs with a DVD player. Yeah. yeah. So, so they go to this guy's house. He's not home. Uh, but... Do they knock on the door and give up? And knock on every window and give up? No. Oh, they break that fucking door in. They they break one of his windows. Oh, okay. Because I that can't too. break the garage door. Yeah. And these places are built for people not to really break in because yeah. that's why the garage is down there. You can't really open that. So they're like <laughs> up breaking a window in order to get in this place. And so they're there and all of a sudden it's like four or five it's five in the morning. It's five in the morning when this is all going down. So little did they know, the neighbor of Mr. Scavati is a NYPD officer who's 29 years old and is ready with his gun. <laughs> so right, one wow, moment he's just getting up for his shift. Yeah, he's point. he's just starting his day. This guy, Fuck. these guys are just trying to get some drugs to mellow out yeah. and go to bed eventually. And you know what I always say? What's that? Nothing good happens after 4 a.m. No. Yeah. <laughs> no way, Jose. Because you got to go to work. Yeah. So <laughs> this guy, uh, his name's Daniel, um, tough name, Enshanugi. Enshanugi? Enshanugi. I'm going to say that. Okay. Um, he says, don't move. Freeze. Stop where you are. Wow. To Lilo Brancato. Lilo, right away off the bat, he turns around, which is like, that's exactly what he told you not to do. Um, <laughs> right away off the bat, he gets shot three times by by this officer. Lilo got shot? He, Lilo got shot three Ooh, times. Three times. Three times, yeah. Wow, where? Uh, he got, I think he got hit on the side here in, like, in the stomach, but um, to the extent that he actually was okay later. Yeah. But but he did get shot three times. That's documented. So the cop knew what he was doing with the shots to not make them fatal. It could be, but it was also dark. Like the sun was coming up at like five in the morning. So that was luck. But we, we it's we, doubtful because cops are taught to shoot in your midsection. So it it's all they're sh- they're taught to shoot in your vitals. And yeah. so if they miss that, it's just Wait, yeah. Wouldn't he need? Wait, you mean them? they're taught to kill? You're yes. saying? Oh yeah. Okay. But we we don't ha- know the other guys. Point of view. They're not taught to shoot to maim. They're taught go right in the vitals. Shit. But we're not going to hear from Daniel because I'll tell you in a minute. All right. Oh no. Uh, so what happened was he starts running down the street saying, um, "He's he his claim is Lilo." He said he was saying Kenny, yelling Kenny, help me, talking to his friend. But little did he know that his friend Kenny Scavati, he wasn't there. But he also. Died six months before and hadn't been living at that house. What? Yeah, he he they his family had moved all of his stuff out because he was dead. Holy oh shit! God. Wow. Yeah, that and they is just one of the biggest turns on this podcast. So they they just <laughs> never got word of this and no. But his very close family friend, he didn't know he died six months before. Yeah, they're all wow. Fuck. Yeah. That that is something I found very suspicious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Telling. He claims this was proof that he thought he had a friend there. And his claim is it's not breaking and entering if you think you're welcome at the place that you're breaking into. That was his big That is cl- some towny pillhead logic, right? I there. know. That's <laughs> well that was his defense. And he didn't get away with it. So Wow. Yeah. If you two Broke one of my windows trying to get a hold of me. 
I'd rat you guys out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, Kyle Ploof. Yeah. <laughs> we got Ploof here. I'm welcome here. <laughs> yeah. It's my best friend. <laughs> so you think they were actually going to rob whoever was there? No. I think they were just trying to get pills. They really thought Kenny was there. No, I think they thought he wasn't there, but they knew where the pills were. You mean whoever took over the house would leave the no. pills where? No, 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 no. I didn't. I think he thought he was still alive because okay. it wasn't really a family friend. It was a guy he would go. Yeah. With. So they thought either he was there or not there, but it was still his house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he just figured, you know, Kenny won't mind if I take a couple Kalanapins or some, you know, uppers, downers, or whatever. <laughs> That's what they're taking window. socially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kalanapin. They're taking whatever they can oh, get. Yeah. That of course. One of the harshest. Well, they got their they got their you know schedule. You know, the, you go up, down, and then you know yeah. before the end of the night, you got to go down again. Wow. Heroin and crack are pretty harsh too. They've yeah. already delved no, into I that. I know, so. but yeah. just the mixing <laughs> they're doing is so insane to me. So what's happening here? Let me let me back up again. So Lilo's running down the street. He's bloodied. He's shot three times. He's yelling, Kenny. He's like a chicken with his head cut off, just fucking Kenny. going. So, but the, oh my God, they, they killed Kenny they, six months ago. They almost yeah. shot me. <laughs> <laughs> so little does he know, though, that his ex girlfriend's dad, Steve Armado, is still on the other side of the house. He was breaking in. He's the one that broke the window. Oh man, he has a three fifty seven Magnum. Oh, Lilo says he never even knew about this gun. Claimed that he never this big fucking hand cannon. Yeah, that his uh, his you know ex's father has, um, you know his running drug buddy has. He instantly shoots uh, the cop and just fucking kills him right away. <gasps> Whoa! The cop, the cop that shot Lilo. Yeah, he's killed by. Wow! Killed by the dad. Wow! But he gets shot too. He gets shot like uh, t- I think twice in the chest and once in the dick. Oof. By the cop. By the cop. Before the cop goes down, he gets a couple shots in. Wow. Yeah. In the dick. In the dick. Wow. Yeah. Little circumcision by fire there. That's... Okay. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> Jeez. Oy vey. Yeah, oy vey. <laughs> God, imagine you're just like laying there bleeding out, just thinking, I used to be talking to Steven Spielberg. Now I'm hanging with Steve Armato, yeah, who just got his dick shot off as he <laughs> murdered a cop as we were trying to break into some dead guy's house. What a turn of events! <laughs> I was an enemy of the state two years ago, yeah. <laughs> talking to Gene Hackman. Yeah, Fuck. even Pluto Nash at this point. Yeah. You're obsessed with Pluto Nash. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, r- uh, right away, um, he's in. Like, okay, so there's some cops down the street. That are getting bagels because they're starting their sh- day, their, yeah. their shift. That's the story. They said they're getting bagels, not donuts. The cops? Yeah, hey, we're getting bagels over here. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> we're know. not getting donuts. It's Young Kipper over here. We're getting bagels. Yeah. We're, we're on a diet. We're acknowledging the uh, Jewish holiday. Yeah. So they come down the street. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They're like, this guy's running down the street bleeding. Yeah. Uh, you know. There's, they just hear dicks being shot off. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The dicks they put talking. the siren on the top of their car. <laughs> the dick is talking. Help! Help! <laughs> they get hit in the head by the dick as it flew off. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes right in their coffee. Yeah. Clunk. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's, a, there's a dick going down Bronx Boulevard here. <laughs> there's an Italian penis going down. <laughs> so I go at 60 miles per hour, the same speed that he jumped out of the car from. It looks and he's like chasing a... it, screaming, my daughter's almost a PhD. <laughs> She knows what to do here. Yeah. I'll call her. Imagine you call, call your my daughter. daughter. Call my daughter. <laughs> Is that my daughter in there? Is that my my doctor daughter in there? Put my dick back on. Honey, remember that guy that, that Gindaloon you used to date? <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> You're never gonna believe this. <laughs> <laughs> I like the dick is now a character. It's its own <laughs> thing here. Because that was life. Yeah. <laughs> the dick is going to audition for the role of Lilo. Yeah, in the, the movie. broken off dick is just smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> Chaz Palminteri starts auditioning for the <laughs> dick role. <laughs> Harvey Keitel shows up. <laughs> Heard you needed a dick. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, fuck. So anyway, <laughs> so the cops just figured, okay, everyone's going to the hospital. And then Lilo wakes up in uh, like Bellevue Hospital, and a doctor comes over to him and says, gives him the New York Post, which shows his mug, um, which shows his picture, and explains a cop killer actor. Oof. And it was like a, it was like a uh, clip like that or something. You know the New York Post, like like fucking yeah. around with people. So it was the, probably a Bronx pun or something. Something, yeah. A Bronx fail. Bronx punk or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like, what do you think of this? You, you're a cop killer, kid. And the cops, I mean, a doctor said this. I was, I'd be surprised. Yeah. If a doctor would, would, uh, you know, you and your buddy yeah. killed a cop. Like, keep your opinion to yourself. Mr. Yeah, doctor. Why don't you stick to the uh, you know doing the stitches yeah. <laughs> in the surgery? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, him and uh, right away like they're they're booked. Um. On on, on not in a film. Uh, not in a film this yeah. time. They're booked in Rikers Island. Oh, that's the big one. And he's blamed for the cop being killed. Yeah, yeah, he's blamed. He, but he didn't pull the trigger. He's char- yeah, they're co-defendants at first, but then they split up. Oh, okay. I think he's like, he gets uh, like he, that guy's dick. They're in two now. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. You know, it's not good. I dick off. <laughs> it's not good what he did, obviously. But he didn't. He's not the one that had the gun and no, shot the cop. No, but he he brought this whole chain of events into place. Okay, he did all this. Yeah, right? I know. I know. Like he like he would not have known this guy's house. He would not have known this guy died six months ago. Yeah. And he didn't, he certainly didn't know that a cop had moved next door. Right. And like, you know. It makes sense because even if you, if, if you like try to do the plot of the movie Heat, if you're the getaway driver and Val Kilmer shot and killed a bunch of cops, if he gets in and you drive him away, you're still getting charged with murder. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. He didn't have to actually kill him to be charged with the actual murder of this cop. And he created this kind of swirl of events that led to this, but um, I, he's charged with murder too. Okay. Yeah. And breaking and entering, but he tried to fight the breaking and entering charge. <laughs> That's the only one he should have been like. Yeah, he broke no the contest. fucking window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never went in. <laughs> There's proof. He never went in, or he but claimed he, he never went in. Is there yeah. just a broke? A break? Even if you break the window, it's still breaking and entering. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it's like an attempt. Um, yeah. Well, he gets a lawyer named Joe 
Schmo. Mama. Ta- Tasserpina. I swear to God, these are the real names. It's like, this is like a Bronx tale. Yeah. Like, and then there was Joe Tasserpina. <laughs> and that's what Chaz says in a Bronx tale. He's like, I'm just going to call you C. Yeah, C. Collodial for C. Yeah. Oh, uh, this was actually A Rod's lawyer. Uh, this oh, lawyer he got. Wow. Yeah, who fought against the, uh, the doping charges and yep. stuff. And he did pretty well for him, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's why he got him. Good um, enough for A-Rod. He's good enough for Lilo. Yeah, he fought like yeah. a 213-game <laughs> suspension of A-Rod or something yeah. for, for, was it Balco or doping or whatever it was. So why All is he helping above. Lilo then? Isn't Lilo downgraded at this point as a celebrity? But, no, but uh, he is, but I think it's a celebrity. I think it's still, still a, he, he. this guy is like someone who wants the limelight. He probably doesn't care about how, how much he pays him. It's like a big story. That's it's true. Advertising, it's yeah. an advertising. No matter yeah. how famous, if you have some level of fame, oh my God, the media loves that. Because yeah. do you remember when the son on The Sopranos did... Robert Eiler. Yeah. yeah. What, he, what did he... He robbed the store or something? He robbed or... a store and like beat up some... Some immigrants or something, or said like some some racist stuff or something. And then the New York Post put "bada busted." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they get so excited when there's a actor or that like does something. It's so criminal. funny because in Sopranos too, like there was a part where um, where Junior gets busted and he's like walking around in his pajamas, and the 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 caption or the uh, headline there was Don Squirleone. <laughs> <laughs> so they it's like so meta it's hilarious i know they live for that though the the newspapers they love the it yeah the page media. six and the yeah the, what, uh, the that kid, kid was only 17 years old when that happened who robert eiler yeah yeah that's crazy that kid he was avoided always, prison time he was always weird yeah he did in plea deal yeah of course <laughs> he got, that was like 2000 or something right he had a bag of uh marijuana and a pipe that was still hot in his pocket whoa hot pipe hot pocket <laughs> calling my name we got a hot ooh, we got a hot pocket on robin isla him him and three other guys were accused of taking 40 dollars by force from two 16 year olds on a new york avenue corner oh, oh that yeah. is so pathetic that is awful dude <laughs> yeah You're... you know how many kids i robbed at 40 bucks when i was a kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. He silenced us for a second. Yeah. We were speechless. You know how many people I've killed? I mean. Because uh, was, that was life. That was life. In Framingham. In Framingham, Massachusetts. Would I do it again? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, All right. So this lawyer's got a big case. He's got yeah. the Bronx Tale Kid. He's got the Bronx Tale Kid. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of work ahead of him. Because um, what is he trying to prove? He's trying to prove basically that there, it wasn't a break in an entering attempt. They knew the person. Mm. Um, that Lilo had no clue about the gun, which I I disbelieve. But he brings in a lot of witnesses to actually help him out. Um, he he does get murder too, um, and I think they plead down the break in an entering charge, and he gets ten years. Wow, he gets ten years at Rikers. Oof. He does a couple years at Rikers, but then, but then he's able to go upstate. But does he quit doing drugs? No. <laughs> In prison? He Before his trial, he overdoses. Oh, um, like before he has to go. Before to... the trial even starts, he overdoses on oh drugs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, his mom was mailing a money order for cigarettes, because cigarettes are like a currency in yeah. Rikers Island. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like worth 100 bucks in Rikers Island. And, he, and so he's... He's supposed to be buying 
cigarette. Like my mom would be so pissed at me if I wasn't buying cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> but he's buying drugs with it instead because he's he's getting it from all the handicapped people in there. He. <laughs> Wait, He's, why do all the handicapped people have drugs? They just they have free prescriptions that they're or they're able to give out and stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he, yeah, he never stops doing drugs. He never in stops jail. and he overdoses and then he claims after that overdose before his trial, that's the last time he ever did any drugs ever again. Wow. Yeah. Before the trial. Before the trial. So he's in he's in prison awaiting trial, then it, goes through the trial. Yeah. And then he gets 10 years. Then he gets 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And I think he only winds up doing like six or seven years. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, his buddy there got uh, life. He got like 65 years. Oh, I assumed he died. Yeah. Did they ever find his dick? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't follow up on that part, well, actually. John Wayne Bobbitt got it sewed back on. He got his he, dick back and got a porn career after that. Yeah, he could have. Franken penis. Yeah. It, it didn't say it got <laughs> shut off, but let's assume, you know, he was doing some Broadway dance down uh, Bronx <laughs> Boulevard after it got shut off. And sorry, what did you say he got for time? He got 10 years. Uh, the, same. Oh, the other guy got no, life. The other guy got oh, life. life yeah. for yeah, killing yeah. the cop. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sorry. Lilo got 10 years for attempted burglary. But usually they don't give you 10 years for attempted burglary. But because he got off on the attempted uh, murder two charge, yeah. the judge was throwing the book at him for yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of course, you know, when you kill a cop, that is the worst thing you can do when you are. Especially in, in New York in City. In the legal system. Oh, especially system. in New York. Yeah. He yeah. said after that. Even after he got out, cops were, would like spit on the ground as he was like walking. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got oh, a vendetta that forever. follows you. Him and that, him and Plaxico Burris actually became very good friends in, in prison. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another fucking genius. <laughs> New York Giants wide receiver who shot himself in the thigh because <coughs> he had a gun in his sweatpants as he was going into a club. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. Of course, these two just, you know, they meet up and they become the best of friends. He's like, you're an idiot, too? Yeah. Let's yeah. be friends. <laughs> well, they both were in like, a, there was like a college uh, class uh, program you could do in order to get some time shaved off. So he got 10 years, but he only wound up doing like uh, like six or seven. Um, and yeah, he like the cops in New York hate his guts. He did this movie with Alec Baldwin called Back in the Day. Uh, the NYPD called for a boycott of the movie, but Lilo only had like a bit part in it. He didn't have like a huge part. Yeah, mm. but they they wanted a huge boycott, but it was like a bad B movie anyway. I've never even heard of this movie. Me neither. It was back in the day. Yeah, I thought Alec Baldwin was more famous than that. No, he was still doing shit movies like this. I think <laughs> when you're it, when you want to live in New York and be an actor and go back home every night, you have to do movies like this. Bad mob movies and shit. Oh, it's like a boxing movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> he did just under five years in the Oneata Correctional oh, really? Facility in Rome, New, Rome, New York. No, but they, they, he also oh. did He did a little bit of time in uh, in Rikers, too. So that's why I think... Oh, they, on they, top of that. On yes. top of that, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, you're right. Yeah. So Rome has hosted a couple of different disasters. That's where Plaxico and him uh, became <laughs> the best friends. Yeah, yeah Woodstock 94. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, 99. Oh. 99 was in Rome. Rome. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Remember, Rome is burning. Rome is yes. burning, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he uh, 
he's back out on the street, clean and sober. He's trying to become an actor again. Like he's gotten some small parts here and there, but nothing, nothing huge. You know, no. not enough to like live off of. I don't. I don't know what he's doing. But he has he, quite a few credits. He was in the Bronx Dahmer. In 2015. <laughs> the Bronx Dahmer? Yeah. Wait, okay. what? what? The Bronx Dahmer. <laughs> How is that spelled? It's a short film. Dahmer. D-A-H-M-E-R. Is it the Dahmer? The Bronx Dahmer. Like, what is the... Okay, we'll have to look into we'll this. We'll have thing. to live stream that and watch it. The Bronx Dahmer. Uh, yeah, he's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, credits since he got out of prison. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, he, he's doing stuff. One of them is back in the day, whatever this movie is. <laughs> and one video short is called "The War of the Worlds 2021." <laughs> Meanwhile, he could have actually been in Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Yeah, no oh, if he had played his cards right. Well, that's not a great movie to use as an example. But it's, but still it's a big Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. It's Spielberg. But he was in Chris Brown's music video in 2020. Shut really? up, what? City Girls. He's what? the narrator for the entire music <laughs> oh video. Oh, two canceled people. Because that was life. <laughs> Chris Brown is like, you're a scumbag too. Let's be friends. <laughs> You had a good move, good song. Uh, when I killed a guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the number one hit at that time. <laughs> wow. But yeah, he he does not get along with Chaz Palminteri anymore. I do have a little clip from Chaz. I did talk about it before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kyle, there's one I have queued up here. All right. Let's do it. It's funny because Chaz Palminteri is like, eh, I'd, I'd rather Brown, not. Go, I think he's really I'd trying. I'd rather not go yes, into he it. Yes, he does go I into it. Really good about right. speaking with. He him. is trying. Yes, and 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 I'm happy that he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm ha- see. Yeah, look, we, and I don't want to get into it too much, but, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I saw him before he got in trouble. For ten years, I would run into him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he'd be at a bar and drinking and making, fa- you know, who am I, you know. And I used to tell him, I said, Lilo, I don't understand something with you. You're in the quintessential movie about not wasting your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing. He said, come on, wow. get, get going. My, Michael, they used to call, Penny Marshall called me. And I, you know, I, all right, I'm going to say, Penny Marshall <laughs> called me don't hold about back. him, about putting him in her movie. She said, well, you know, Chaz, is this guy all right? And I said to her, I said, Penny, incredibly talented, gifted. I said, if he got, if he's got his head on right, he's great. But I can't account for what could, you know what could happen. I can't, Penny. And she said, okay. And she put him in the movie, and he was great. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. And that is the major theme of a Bronx Tale. Well, yeah. To you know the motto. Well, is, Lilo was pissed. don't waste your talent because his dad was like listening to that where he was like, yeah, he fucked it all up, and he's like, <laughs> like he said he was mad his dad heard that but i think he was mad because overall he's just pissed yeah i mean what are you gonna do what are you gonna do so he has turned his life around it seems like it you know he's doing a lot of more interviews he seems sober um you know he's i don't know yeah i think i think he has i think he's trying um it sounded like a unfortunate situation and just deep into drugs yeah he was very deep i like his stories are crazy he's got a lot of shit that he was into mm. robbing the house of a guy who's been dead for six months that's just crazy and then it ends with a cop being killed mm. yeah yeah he i'm he never 
realize what he was getting himself. It it really is like a Zafty Brothers movie where mm-hmm. everything goes wrong for this person, and it's someone that's just you know traveling through the streets of New York doing the most insane shit that he could possibly do to get drugs. Oof. It kind of reminds me of the Basketball Diaries too. I don't know if you, yeah. if you remember that movie, Leo with Leo yep. and uh, Mark Wahlberg actually. Um, and Mark Wahlberg's a, a freak too. Yeah, he's crazy <laughs> in that also. Oh, yeah. in his and youth. in real life. Oh, in his youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was into a lot of shit in his youth. Oh yeah, yeah. I always say like when. But he's like, I grew up in a bad neighborhood. I feel like the worst thing in the neighborhood was him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was the bad he was neighborhood. The bad neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he could have been one of those kids in a Bronx tale. Who, Wahlberg? Yeah, like yeah. one of the bad friends. Yeah. Crazy uh, Marquio. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, but yeah, final the, thoughts. Final thoughts is he could have been uh, he could have been a contender to this kid. Well, Lilo, if you hear this, don't come after us. I know we all uh, probably live in the same town. If you're still out in L.A., uh, you might be in New York. Uh, don't come in. Where is he now? <laughs> I think he's back in New York. I think he's uh, back in the Bronx or whatever. Because isn't he hated there? <laughs> uh, because of the cop situation? I, well, would, I yeah. would not want to be there, but you know the cops are also hated there, too. So yeah. maybe That's take true. That, yeah. A lot has turning in his a favor. A lot has turned around. Happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, during the pandemic, someone's like, Lilo, you're a hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Let's not go crazy. Yeah. We love we love you, uh, NYPD. No, you know, I, hey, I love the the blue. Okay. <laughs> That's a great weird moment to leave it on. <laughs> Check us out on it. <laughs> I'm talking about the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never no, know, you know what, what to I say mean, these though. days, of course. Yeah. A lot of police were getting a bad rap. Bad rap yeah. the last well, yeah, years. if they keep covering up uh, William Shatner murdering his wife, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, re- and others respond to my request for info. At yeah, LAPD. There's a whole different PD we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much all the same thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, they're gonna start spitting on the ground where we're walking. Check us out, oh, man, on YouTube. Depth Entertainment. This was a request. This episode. Yeah, someone did. I forget who it was. I think I have the name. Talk amongst yourselves. There's someone in our YouTube comments, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Whoever it is, thank you very I much. I got it. Yeah, because this was a great one. Because I love A Bronx Tale, and I love uh, I love De- anything De Niro, obviously. And I love yeah. that kind of New York crazy story shit. And yeah, we finally got you on camera doing a De Niro impression. It's been documented. Uncanny. If I die tomorrow, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be on here doing De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't air this if that happens. <laughs> uh, this is our second live stream, though. How yes. exciting is this? Number yeah. two coming at you. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, come and see our beautiful faces. Yeah. On YouTube at Death and Entertainment. Please, please, please. Carly. I'm Carly out. emailed us okay. with oh, this suggestion. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Carly. Thank you so much. I am in agreement with you. There's a story that needs to be told, and I was shocked by her hearing the details of this story. Yeah. Yeah. And go see a Bronx tale if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's right now, I think it's on Prime Video. Okay. I, I think you could might find it. Might be on there. HBO Max, too. It could be there also. We can Twitch it someday. Oh, we will. Yeah. Yeah. And. Chaz Palminteri, you know how we talked about how he wasn't well-known before this? Yeah. He had a really hot streak after that movie. Yeah, like Get Shorty? No. Um, 
usual suspects. Yep. That's nominated right. for an Oscar for Bullets Over Broadway. Yep. Yeah. He was in Analyze This. Yep. And Analyze the I feel like there's another one, but he was in a lot of stuff. Analyze that. <laughs> was, I yeah, don't think that, he was. That was a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he dodged that one, <laughs> thankfully. But yep. yeah, great, great actor, great writer. Still alive, still yep. kicking around there. And still yeah. does A Bronx Tale. Is that still going? Well, he, I guess he puts it on all over the country. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he's an acting coach, Kyle, you were saying also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my good friends is, uh, you know, been under his wing for a few, quite a few years. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't get on that guy's bad side, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not smoking crack and killing cops. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah he's, he's wait, a Boy Scout, comparably. Yeah. <laughs> Check it's... us out at Instagram Death Entertainment, YouTube Death Entertainment. Email us like our uh, Carly did today. Yes. And let us know what you want to hear at Death and Entertainment, and we'll get right on that. Death and Entertainment at gmail.com. At gmail, of course. We yes. love you, Dettos. Thank you so much, guys. This was fun. Thank you, Dettos. Live video, second time. Next time. Bye. Later. You have just heard... A true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. <laughs>